All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Hello again, and welcome to Primitive Screwheads Talk Horror. I'm Screwhead Dan. And I'm Screwhead Andrew. And we are here once again to dissect this member and discuss horror movies. Today's horror movie is going to be the 2010 black comedy horror film Tucker, Tucker, Tucky, <laughs> Kentucky. Uh, no, it's going to be Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Uh, I know we did say Battle Royale previously. However, with recent events going on in the world right now, we're going to push that back an episode because there is a lot of discussion we want to have about that one, and I think it's going to be a lot of interesting and constructive discussion, so we definitely need some more time to kind of plan for that and take a look at it. In the meantime, we decided something a little bit more uh, a little bit more lighthearted, uh, which is, yeah, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. So, Andrew, how are you doing today? Uh, you know, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I think, uh, you know, in, uh, it's always weird to say you're doing good in, in uh, discussion of, as you mentioned, the recent events that are occurring right now in, uh, in the world, but... Um, uh, you know, it's a, it's a long weekend, and that's always nice. So, yeah, yeah and, definitely. You know, and this movie's a nice, enjoyable movie. I feel like it was a nice, quick movie, so I, I really liked it. How about yourself? Yeah, it's good. Uh, I am super, super sore right now. <laughs> like I was telling you before, I started a uh, Krav Maga class back um, a few months ago, probably about, yeah, almost a year ago, actually, now. Um, and it's been a lot of fun. I've been really, really enjoying it. I really like just the clientele how diverse people are in terms of that because it's in a section of the city that just has a lot of diversity to it which is really really cool so we've got teenagers attending the class we've got people who you know drive for uber we've got people who you know work blue collar jobs but then we also got people like me who are yeah a little bit um you know nerds who don't really work out at all except for the occasional running and that sort of thing so it's really really cool and i've been really really enjoying it um, I did take two classes this morning. One was like a hits back and forth, and the owner's son was the one who ran it, and he's like 15. And it was just so, so much work. Um, definitely could tell that, you know, he was going a little bit hard on us because it was one of his first classes, and he wanted to kind of develop that reputation. <laughs> and then the other one was a Krav Maga class where they didn't have the instructor for the lower levels, which is what I'm currently in. So they grouped everyone together in the higher levels. So basically, it was just all about 45 minutes of us beating the shit out of each other with pummeling and groundwork and wrist grabs and stuff like that. Ooh, yeah, speaking of which, I didn't tell you this one. Uh, so my partner and I are going to Paris in November, and mm-hmm. she lived in Paris for a year, um, actually speaks fluent French, and um, she did tell me, warn me about all the scams that go on in the city of Paris, and one of them was the wrist grabs. Have you ever heard of those? No. Yeah, so apparently, like, around the touristy areas, like Notre Dame and the Eiffel Tower and the Arc de Triomphe and everything like that, there will be people who come on up and, like, actually physically place bracelets on you or just get super, super aggressive or they'll try and grab on your arm or that sort of thing, too, to get you to buy shit. And um, they're apparently extremely aggressive about it. And the best thing you can do is just don't notice them at all don't give them any attention if they try and grab you just shrug them off and walk away so the entire time i was working with my partner working these wrist grabs i was just like i could use this <laughs> this is going to be very very useful in the next um in the next few months or so so Wait, definitely 
Do they try to put the bracelets on you? Are they the snap bracelets that like they slap your arm and like wraps around your arm? And you're, you're no, to, like, apparently they grab your arm and then they like literally force a bracelet on you and then they go like, "Oh, that'll be five dollars!" Ha 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 ha! And then if you don't do anything, um, then they basically like say "thief, thief" that sort of thing as they walk as you walk away. The bracelet they slapped on you. It's <laughs> it's definitely a little bit ridiculous, um, but they're very kind of all over the very very tourist areas. Which is why I'm glad that I'm going with someone who lived there because she's able to avoid um, a lot of the rougher areas or the area. she she knows what she's doing basically. So, no, so we're not going to lose you in Paris. Yeah, definitely. Well, maybe I don't know. We'll see. Uh, you know, I could I could piss someone off. We are doing a catacombs tour, so ooh, yeah. So we might we might lose ourselves down there. But so, uh, if that happens, I don't know. You'll have to find another permanent screwhead. When you get back, we should do the episode on uh, As Above, So Below. Ooh, that'd be a good one. Yeah, she actually did give me a list of uh, French horror, uh, not, not French horror movies, but just regular French movies that we should watch before we head on over just to get a cultural appreciation for it, which is weird because my girlfriend never likes watching movies. Um, what? But Well, yeah, she likes watching movies. Like, we saw Everything Everywhere all at once the other week, which was a phenomenal movie. Um, she likes it when she goes see it, but she doesn't, like, actively seek out movies to watch. It's very uh. weird. Uh-huh. I think Lindsay's kind of the same way. Actually, like Lindsay likes TV shows and, and like likes watching things from home, but she doesn't like going to the movie theater at all. She hates yeah. it. Yeah, and I, I love the theater, but only if I'm right. by myself or like with someone who understands. You know that, like, you go in, you might get some popcorn or something like that, and that's it. And then you just sit there and chill the hell out. I don't think I've seen a movie with somebody else. Well, no, everything, everywhere, all at once. That was. Fairly recently, a few weeks ago. But before that, I can't remember the last time I went to a movie with someone. Is it, like, the, the risk of them talking, or, like... No, I just... It's it's nice to go to a movie theater. You know, go on in on your own time. My movie theater is, like, ten minutes away from my apartment, so I just quickly drive down there, go in there, pick whatever seat I want to go ahead and do, and then, you know, once it's done, I just stand up and leave. Like, hmm. I don't know. I just like that. Restaurants yeah. the same way, too, because when I traveled for work... Um, it was really nice just to go to a restaurant, be seated at a table, don't have to do anything. It's just kind of live in the moment. So. Oh, I see that. I see that. Yeah. No, I love going to movies by myself. My dad does too. It's just kind of like turn your brain off and, you know, ignore the world for an hour and a half. I feel like I did that a lot in Korea. Uh, I, I remember I went and saw a lot of movies because I'd like go, I'd wake up and go and see like the $3 movie if you go at like 8am because nobody's fucking there. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's the other thing, too. Matinees are the best thing. Unless you want to see a kid's movie, then you have to go later end of the night because Mm -hmm. matinees where all the kids go to. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 was like this. I had to see it later at night. Oh, that's on, that's on, a it's on Paramount Plus now. Uh, Yeah. We have that that currently because I forget what show we were watching. And I'm like, oh, I could watch it again. Look at that. I enjoy the best life. Definitely, definitely. Uh, But yeah, cool. Uh, Get get into the movie? Yeah, I guess so. uh, one, one more thing, Dan. Uh, did, did your brother tell you that he and I and uh, uh, Brooke and us, we all, we all played Dead by Daylight a little while ago together? Uh, and he had, no. apparently had, had like a fire going on about his house. Did, did uh, yeah, no, that make, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, he lives out in California, so there's probably something going on there. It's insane. Yeah. And I, 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 like, I, don't, I cannot imagine living in a, <laughs> in a place where there's like, oh yeah, by the way, there's a fire outside. Yeah, they have to track it and figure out stuff. And they're in a pretty remote area, too, so I'm sure there's, like, a bonfire somewhere that someone's putting in their backyard, so. Well, you gotta play with us next time, because, you know. Yeah, definitely. No, and then we'll do some midnight ghost hunting this weekend, too. Yeah, buddy. I've got, uh, yeah, that stuff. 
Anyway, uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. So this is a movie that I kind of recommended. We were kind of discussing yesterday about, you know, what we should do to replace uh, the episode we currently had planned. And uh, we listed off a couple of them. But the one I kind of went with in terms of my suggestion was um, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. I think this is one we've both seen before. Um, you've seen this before, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely has. It's one of those movies that was just super, super popularized on Netflix where, like, people were saying, what are the hidden gem Netflix movies? Uh, one of them was always Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Um, in the same vein as Cabin in the Woods, honestly, a lot of people were saying, yeah, watch this movie. Don't look up anything about it. Um, but definitely go ahead and watch this movie, especially if you're a fan of horror movies. So that was just like, okay, yeah, cool. And I remember watching it a few years back. Haven't really thought about it since, except when it occasionally comes up in discussion. And then I watched it again, um, just yesterday. Uh, so, Andrew, just general thoughts. What do you think of Tucker Dale versus Evo? I love that. I think, especially for what we were going for, kind of a later tone movie, like, I... Sometimes I feel like, and I, I think this is my third time seeing it, and sometimes when we go to watch a movie again, I'm kind of not dreading it, but I'm like, ah, oh, if I know the movie too well... Um, you know, the ride isn't as much fun. Uh, and I feel like, I don't know, I really found myself really enjoying it at the time, flew by watching it. And it was just, like, a nice short, like... And it doesn't, like... You know, it's it's parody without being too much. And I feel like it's... Uh, I don't know, it hit, hit, like, the right spot. It was, I think it was a great experience. How about yourself? Yeah, definitely. I mean, this has been the second time watching the movie. The first time I watched the movie, I really, really enjoyed it. The second time, definitely didn't enjoy it as much as I did the first time. I think the novelty kind of wore off. I knew what I was getting into. Because um, mm -hmm. it's definitely one of those movies that kind of hinges on the trick, uh, or not the trick, the gimmick that it kind of puts across. And then the gimmick for this movie, I mean, I guess we can kind of start talking about basic plot summary and plot premise. Um, mm -hmm. So this is the spoiler section right here. Overall thoughts on Tucker Dale versus Evil, I would definitely recommend it. Um, definitely don't read up anything about it. Uh, but it is a horror black comedy. That is what um, I would assume the genre is. What about you would recommend it too? Absolutely. And I also think the one thing that I know that there are a lot of horror black comedies that are kind of like sometimes overly gross and i think this does a good job of not being that like there is there's definitely some gore but it's like not crazy so i think for people who like don't want to see a you know a horror black comedy that's like gross and dark it's it's not like that it's very mm -hmm. like not say family friendly but like general audience friendly yeah it's gory definitely but the gore is in a very comical tone like this this movie could be translated to a cartoon and nothing would be lost that's mm -hmm. that's kind of what i feel like that Anyway, um, yeah, so the plot summary of this one is basically a big, huge case of misunderstanding. Uh, two rednecks, uh, self-proclaimed self rednecks, Tucker and Dale, they build a, or buy a vacation home somewhere in the rural West Virginia mountains and uh, want to have their big, relaxing vacation. Whereas we have our other group of characters, um, some college kids who want to go to the same general area to... Um, basically partied up on spring break. They come on out that way, too, and the two of them cross paths. And through a series of misunderstandings, Tucker and Dale think that the kids are killing themselves all over their property, and the college kids think that Tucker and Dale are slowly killing them off one by one. And it's basically this huge, almost Mr. Bean, Mr. Magoo-style crazy 
just everyone being murdered that back and forth on that front. Uh, but yeah, it's a pretty neat concept, honestly. And I do like the fact, too, that there, apparently on the DVD, there is a recut of this movie where they remove all of the Tucker and Dale scenes, so it seems like they actually are going at and killing everybody on there, which um, oh, I thought what? was interesting. Yeah. That sounds awesome. I want to check that out. Yeah, so kind of like on the antagonist right there. Um, I don't know. What else would you add to this movie in terms of general plot description? I think that's basically it. Uh, th- there's also like a, a slight, I don't know, romance you almost want to say. So like part, part of the reason the teens are after them is they are trying to uh, rescue a friend who uh, gets hurt. So Tucker and Dale are, are you know, we kind of learn they're stand-up gentlemen and they try to help this girl out. So there's also kind of a dynamic with throughout the film of a semi-relationship building, but also just like, you know, kind of genre bending in terms of like the uh, rednecks being romantic interests. I don't know. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's a good way to kind of sum up the tone of this movie. At the very, very beginning, all of these characters meet up at this gas station um, just by pure circumstance. And, uh, gosh, I don't remember. Who's Tucker and who's Dale? Uh, Dale is the bigger guy. Tucker's uh, Alan Tudyk. Yeah, Alan Tudyk is Tucker. You know, obviously we know him from Firefly, Serenity, uh, Steve the Pirate from Dodgeball. I don't know. What else has he been in? He's been in a lot. Uh, Moana. Um, he's the chicken Moana. He's... Oh, that's right. Yeah. Who is he? Uh, he's the weasel in uh, Zootopia. He's uh, in Dollhouse. He's in... What else is he in? He's in a lot of things. Yeah, he's definitely been a lot. And he's kind of like um, uh, Nathan Fillion, who was also in Firefly. Where He's well-known in a lot of geek circles, but he's not like an A-list celebrity. But he does all right for himself. He's anyway, the Duke, he's the Duke of Weaselton. Oh, that's what? right in Frozen, yeah. Weaselton. It's Weaselton. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, so basically what happens is they're all at this gas station together, and uh, Tucker is a little bit more well-versed, he's a little bit more verbose, whereas Dale is just the dim-witted, dumb redneck. Again, self-proclaimed, that's what he calls himself. Um, but Dale sees one of the college girls, gets really, you know, into the idea of meeting her and possibly developing something with her. And then Tucker's just like, well, just go ahead and talk to her. And, you know, you can go ahead and laugh, too. Girls like it when you laugh. And so then he <laughs> walks on up to her and goes, so you guys, girls looking for some beer? <laughs> and, of course, he comes off as super creepy and they get creeped out and they leave. But that's the style of humor this movie goes for, just cranked up to 11. Mm-hmm. Um just a whole series of misunderstanding. I do like the fact that the girl, she gets quote unquote kidnapped by Tucker and Dale, uh, because she falls off a rock in the middle of a lake because she gets startled. Um, and they go ahead and they rescue her and they save her life. And then the way they phrase it uh, to the college kids is just, Hey, college kids, we got your friend. (laughs) (laughs) Like trying to imply, yeah, come and get her. But they're thinking, Oh my God, they kidnapped her and they're not bringing her back. Oh my God. So, well, I love it too because I think this came out around the same time as like um, the what was that movie? Fuck, uh, House of Wax movie, and I feel like that kind of opens up with like the truckers driving by and stuff. I think there's a lot of these horror movies that open up with like you know they meet somebody on the road and they drive by, or they rude to them, and they cut them off, and they kind of give them eyes later, and they bump into them at the gas station. Like I think these are very like uh, common tropes and elements of these movies. Um, and I just, I, I love the idea of just, like, taking other movies, um, you know, maybe less comedic movies, or taking these serious movies and kind of seeing it from the perspective of the killers. Like, you know, like, seeing House of Wax from the perspective of the people who are like, oh, look, there's some people over there. Like, let me, you know, get my wax shit together. Or, like, you know, 
mm-hmm. um, or even from like Leatherface and them, like when they like you know, oh, these people are at my house, like you know, what the fuck, and like you know, gotta go take care of these people who are breaking into my house and looking at shit. Like, I would I would love <laughs> to see that uh, that kind of concept more. Um, so I I, I I loved it. I, I loved all the elements they had there, and I loved that like it was almost like an Evil Dead cabin. It was. You know, I think it was. I I think this is the better version of um, Cabin in the Woods. I think Cabin in the Woods is so in your face about being meta, and I think that this is one that it, it's meta, but it's also like just telling a story. It's not shoving it in your face. There's there's not characters talking about the meta ness of it. There's not, uh, you know, an emphasis on these things. Um, it tells the story, and these meta elements are just kind of tied into it. And I really I really think that was a well done. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good way of doing that. I and mean, they, they could have been a lot more blatant. It would have been kind of grating at times. Yeah, I would agree with that. I do think Cabin in the Woods is probably the better movie just because it has more going for it. And it just it's, it's more layered than this movie because ultimately this movie is a one-trick pony. And it does that trick very, very well. Don't get me wrong. I do really like this movie. Uh, but the second time around, I kind of realized it was just like, oh, okay, this is... Yeah, there, there really isn't much to this besides just being a good movie. Um... What else? I was going to say something else, too. I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember. Anyway. I dare you. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, uh, go ahead. I was saying, I do like also like that they talk, you know, it, it's the obvious message. It's like the kid's message of not judging somebody. Um, but I, I do like that, you know, it almost is kind of commentary on like, uh, you know, white collar versus like blue collar culture of that, like, look at these hillbillies living out on their own. Like, you know, judge they, they the people, these college kids judge everybody around them and admittedly not as not as much uh it's not all of them like it's it really is the popped collar uh polo kid who yes. is mostly the uh the, the agitator but um I, I do like that you know again it's it's that kind of like it's very common trope in these horror movies for these for that to be part of the issue but i like how um i don't know they take it to the extreme where it's not just like man, look at these redneck people. It's like, redneck people killed my parents, and thus I hate all redneck people. <laughs> I love like it's, it's pushed to the extremity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, and a lot of these characters are just kind of caricatures of themselves on that front, especially the main antagonist. One of the college kids, basically, his parents were killed by hillbillies until the plot was later on, which, shock, he's actually half hillbilly himself. Um <laughs> But he has a irrational hatred. Well, I guess, I mean, somewhat rational hatred towards hillbillies, but it, no, no, it's, it's real, irrational. You don't want to apply that to all hillbillies <laughs> based on your past experiences. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, that's 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 uh, what kind of what it goes. And then he ends up kind of going crazy and getting a personal vendetta against Tucker and, Eve, uh, Tucker and Dale. And then, of course, to um, the people who side with them. Uh, let's see, are there any scenes that, like, really stick out to you in this movie as terms of you really enjoyed? Um, again, like, all, the, the entire opening setup I love, just all the callbacks, um, to, like, everything else. Um, it also, it also kind of reminded me of, a. I think that opening, isn't that also how, um, Pumpkinhead opens? It might have been, too, that, yeah. The whole thing, they drive by him on the truck, and they meet him at the store, and he's, like, a dick, you know, and they're, uh, they're all goofing around. It, it actually gave me those kind of vibes as well. Um, I, you know, I think the deaths were all great. Like, I think the, uh, especially the, the initial deaths and, like, the way that they kind of frame these scary things, uh, or, you know, that the, from their perspective, scary things, but from our perspective, are just, like, you know, them trying to clean their house or dig a hole to, you know, fill uh-huh. a latrine. <laughs> yes, definitely. What was that? They call it the shithole or something like that for <laughs> digging the thing. Yeah. That well, was great. What, what about, what about, what is your favorite death, would you say? Um, I really, really liked the, um, 
bee death, the wasp death, because I thought <laughs> that was the point right there. Where it was well. Actually, no, I, I take that back. The wasp uh, death was very good. However, just the sheer comedy of the kid jumping into the wood chipper, yeah. like, that was just, oh my god, that, that was the money shot for the movie, definitely. So. Yeah. Well, and I, I, I love the, the bee scene for, for, like, the after the kid impales himself, you see the bee land and you see, like, the, the, like he is, the kid's running over. The kid gets chased by Tucker um, because Tucker is cutting a a log and bees come out. So he runs away, like, away from the chainsaw to kind of you know, get the bees away from him as he runs away. So the kid thinks he's chasing him, so they're spurting through the woods. And right, uh-huh. and just as they, just as Tucker starts to pass him and the kid realizes, oh, he's not chasing me, the kid impales himself on a on a tree branch. But then you kind of see this, this point of he's like, what the fuck just happened as he's impaled? And then you see a bee land on his nose and you see him kind of look up like, oh, fuck. He wasn't coming after me. And you see that he realizes the situation before he dies. Yeah, I like um, that. Uh-huh. He's the only one, I think, really, who realizes it before everybody dies. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, no, I really like that, too. I'm trying to think what other scenes out there. I, I, I just, I really like the whole, you know, oh, college kids, we got your friends. <laughs> uh, that, that line was just delivered perfectly. And then, of course, too, Alan with the, oh, officer, we've had a real doozy of a day. These college <laughs> yeah. kids just came and started killing themselves all over our property. Like, that was, that was beautiful. Yeah. I, I like, really, really love that. Oh, it's like, it's like a suicide pact or something. And they're all coming out here. <laughs> they want to, they want to kill her because she hasn't died yet. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> that was so good. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, yeah, what what actors like really stood out stood out to you in this one? Uh, obviously, you know, Alan Alan Tudyk Tudyk Tudyk. I can never pronounce Tudyk, his name. I think Tudyk. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, he's always fantastic in everything he's ever done. But um, is there anyone else that who like really stood out to you? I mean, there uh, there was uh, the guy from Power Rangers SPD, I think, or RPD. One one of one of the guys. Um, uh, the guy who lights on fire, he um, he was in Power Rangers, and so every time I see him, I can't help but think of him as being in Power Rangers. Um, <laughs> I think he was the Blue Ranger. I can't remember what he was, um, but he uh, he was, I think, the SPD, the one where they had like the uh, the CG parrot that goes their commander. And don't worry, I, I didn't actually watch it. I just like saw it enough, but that's how I knew him as. <laughs> um, so I, I thought he was great, uh, you know, just for being in that. But I, I know I think it was solid casting all around. Um, I really thought. Um, the kid who played um, Chad, which I think I love the name, but his name is Chad. Yes, me too. <laughs> um, uh, he was great. I think he did such a good job of being that like date rape, you know, roofy kind of jerk that he was supposed to be. Um, mm-hmm. And I think they did a really good job setting him and uh, Allison up in the beginning, and kind of like the like the aggressive way that he was. Um, and I think you know they did a good job too of like kind of contrasting the uh, I don't know the dude bro hyper masculine guy uh with the like educated person and then uh the i don't know quote unquote hobos or not hobos uh rednecks i don't know they did a good job kind of characterizing everybody yeah definitely and i also really like the fact too that you know we the, the whole thing between them is that the college kids you know they're educated they're going into psychology for majors and stuff like that too but ultimately chad is defeated because dale can remember that um chamomile teach can trigger asthma attacks in some people <laughs> like that was yeah. the random bit of trivia information that he used it wasn't pure browns or brains it was just smart and knowing shit so well great. i like it too because like in the end um tucker or not sorry tucker uh, dale doesn't beat him with like violence he beats him with that and he doesn't even mean to kill him like again you know we never we never tucker and dale never rise to the point of being heroes and fighting off people 
they everybody who die who dies even when they're being attacked still dies accidentally like even chad dies accidentally he does not mean to kill him mm-hmm. <laughs> um so I, I thought that was great um like that yeah a, a good kind of through line um and th- there was a line i can't remember but where chad said something to, to allison when he's trying to get her to like make out with him and stuff in the, early on and she talks about him and he talks about her being too educated and it really kind of brought back to um the recent um with the um, Roe versus Wade discussion and people complaining about how women were too educated mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yes. once were angry. And it really rang with like that with me. I'm like, oh, that's what a great villain. <laughs> what a similar line to drop. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm trying to think of like, I feel like it's one of the movies where everything was so good that it's like hard to pinpoint certain elements of it, you know? Yeah, and definitely, like, in terms of discussion going on through, it, it is, like I said before, it is, this movie is kind of a one-trick pony. It does that one trick really, really well, but beyond that, um, there really isn't much discussion about that on that front. Uh, so you said that this movie, you would think it's definitely better than Cabin in the Woods. Why would you think it's like that? I just think Cabin in the Woods is too full of itself. I think, like, and and part of this just comes from, I think, I don't know, I, fi- I feel like with a lot of Joss Whedon's writing, feels very, like... I don't know. I I feel like Josh Whedon, Josh Whedon, and the way that he, people talk about that movie make it feel like it's the smartest thing on earth and like the first movie to ever be meta. I can see that. Like, yeah, and like I, I <laughs> and I don't like that. And it's 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 it's. I feel like it's meta for the sake. Like it is a movie about being meta, and I think that at times that just gets it. Like, I like, I, I loved it. I thought it was a great ride. But every time I think about it, I'm kind of just like, it's kind of just feels arduous to me because it's just, it's not a smooth story. Cause you're constantly breaking back out of the, you know, of the kids in the cabin. You keep constantly break out, which I love those parts. But then it also is constantly like, look how meta we are. Look how meta we are. And I think that I would always rather have a story like this one where it comments on the meta without always commenting on it, you know, without like cabins to the cabin of the woods, I feel like plays to the lowest common denominator of somebody who, know some things about horror and so they're like here's pinhead here's a joke about pinhead here's a joke about night of the living dead here's a joke about you know um and like again i think it's a fun movie but i think it's just it's too much i would have preferred that i think the movie to me need to be a little bit shorter and not as i not as in your face i I would always prefer a story like this where it's just the story and those meta elements happen to be in it i don't know yeah and you did kind of touch on a point at the very, very beginning of this uh, call right here where you talked about this movie kind of flew on by and it was very well paced and it felt like no time had passed at all by the area variant. Yeah, absolutely. I 100% agree. I remember taking a look at the time left um, and I was just like, really? 50 minutes have passed? Wow, it didn't feel like that at all. And in a very good way. Like, mm-hmm. it was just a very well paced movie. It didn't feel like any part of it dragged. They really get straight on into the action and they really don't let up from the craziness from there. So. It's yeah. uh yeah, I did enjoy that. I also uh, I, I love the element. I, I, I love that that it's this is like I would have loved at the end of it turned out that Alan and Alan Tudyk, sorry, that um Tucker and Dale weren't necessarily rednecks or hillbillies because I love that this is their vacation home. This is their they're they're buying a second home. They're doing so well they're buying a second home. Yeah. Um so I love that element. I would have I would have loved the story to end up being that they both like I would have like like loved like a refrain showing them back at their house at the end, you know, the hospital, and they go to their house, and it's like actually really nice. Like they have, they have you know, like have a McMansion or something. <laughs> <They're just> like, <laughs> this is our summer home. What the fuck? Like you know, we just this is just how we like to dress and we like to fish. And I I love when Dale's like, I don't actually like fishing. <laughs> yes, and like that is true. these like kind of hillbilly elements are of of them are kind of taken out of context. I love that. 
or taken out and of And that kind of goes along with the theme of the movies in terms of just, like, appearances aren't always what they seem. Um, because Dale, obviously, he has his moments of brilliance where he can remember um, certain stuff. He has got this photographic memory, basically. And then, of course, you know, too, where, you know, Dale is just like, hey, I don't really like fishing. I know I'm a hillbilly and I'm a redneck and everything like that, but it's not something I particularly enjoy. Um so I do really like that. He's really into board games, too, which was interesting, because I don't think that's really a redneck stereotype. Um, he loves Trivial Pursuit. He's all about that trivia. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, you kind of get down there. So, yeah, that's another kind of element to the theming in this movie, too, which uh, I did enjoy that angle. Yeah. What I love, too, that when they first enter, like, it's also like, a matter of perspective. When they first enter that... Um, uh, the cabin, like it, it's, it's almost played. I think. I, I guess it could have. I don't think it, it could have. It could have been being played. Is there a kind of? I don't know. Like I think that the uh, college kids see it as are kind of dumb. They're like, oh, look at this great place. But then you see that more. It's like, oh, they're so excited about this place. Like you know, they open this cobweb covered, uh, you know, horn adorned, really dirty building. They're so excited to have it and what they can make out of it and stuff. And the college kids see it and immediately are like, wow, what a, what a big piece of shit what like a murder <laughs> hole this is um so i love seeing that kind of contrast too and it, you know it's, it's a small element and it's like they, you know it could just be being played by them being dumb and simpletons but i think it's more that they appreciate what they have versus these kids who are just like you know yeah out when they mean, don't have beer <laughs> yeah they're positive throughout the entire movie basically until all the shit goes down so it's uh it's pretty good on that front yeah and even, and even after all the shit goes down that they're like Still trying to help the kids and like trying to like not have things go insane, uh, <laughs> which I really liked. Um, I, I thought like, you know I, I love what they did with like I feel like I would love this them to be the new Abbott and Costello to a degree because I just think they're they're very likable characters who aren't idiots but they're like practical and I could, and I would love to see them like interact with other situations. Like I wish that this mm-hmm. was a bigger. I love to see like you know Tucker and Dale meet the Wolfman or something. You know like I'd love yes. to see a continuation <laughs> of this. That'd be that'd be amazing. I could see like an earnest style movie on that front. That would be pretty funny. I, I, I would like like to revisit these characters at some point. Uh, speaking of which, did you know that there were plans for a sequel at one point? No, I did not. Okay, yeah, no, definitely. So uh, came on out apparently. Well, this movie took forever to kind of get made. So the script was out there um, for like three years basically until it finally got made. And then of course it didn't do too well. It became a cult classic eventually but it didn't do well do too well at the box office it wasn't a huge hit when it had an initial release it really wasn't until netflix got it in the streaming catalog and people started checking it out because they had a subscription anyway that it kind of got that cult status um but yeah in 2014 they did confirm that a sequel was in development and it was being written um and then a few years later in 2017 they were completely honest and just said yeah we have a script um the script kind of sucks so we're not doing the sequel so which i respect i do like that i would rather you know keep it as is than a really dumb and disappointing sequel that doesn't do anything um but yeah, no, I, I definitely like your idea of just like the Avon Costello, you know. Oh, they're just randomly in different shits. Maybe they accidentally go to another cabin and open up the Necronomicon or something like that. And how do they deal with that? That I would watch. That would be oh, pretty yeah. funny. So yeah, I'd love for them to like, you know, have Blumhouse buy the rights to this and have them like tie it in with like um, Insidious or like, uh, actually, I would love them to do a sinister thing where, <laughs> where they just, you know, have trouble fucking like using like, you know, with the, uh, I don't know, like, this kid's, like, killing these people, like, these houses, and, like, you know, like, you know, this picture's looking at me. <laughs> like, I would love to see, like, them, like, in, like, a paranormal thing. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I'm, like, I feel like that's, like, like, this is, did what I think Scary Movie, uh, you know, succeeded at, 
at times, but then went over the overboard with. I think that this, like, mm-hmm. this treads that line of being, again, a narrative movie that works and also has these parody elements. So I'd love to see them do that with more things. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Um, yeah, I think that would be good, too. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of any other seats that kind of like stick out as a highlight to you in this movie. We talked about the We Got Your Kids. We talked about all the other stuff. Um, I think. Um, I, you know, I, I, I liked the scene. Uh, I liked the, the, I don't know, death after death that happened when, uh, during the tea scene. And they have like their, like, I love this. Yes. I love when they sit down to have tea to like discuss and try to like have like a therapy session of, uh-huh. um, uh, you know, Dale trying to reconcile with, uh, Chad because Chad, like, you know, came in to kill everybody. And she's like, let's sit down and talk about why we're mad at each other. And Chad's like, <laughs> and she's like, she's like, all right. So, um, he's like, all right, let's have, let's start talking. He's like, where do you want to start? He's like, it all started before I was born. <laughs> She's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> uh, I, I thought that was a great scene. Yes, uh, definitely. Uh, when they're I, running I, I away. Do, oh, sorry. Yeah, and I do like the fact, too, that just, like, everything gets fucked up. Like, they get the lawnmower coming on in and, like, accidentally hits the girl in the face. And then it was the accidentally sets the other guy on fire, too. Because, I mean, definitely, like, all the deaths of this movie were accidental deaths, except for the... No, not even the very last one. Eh, would you consider the very last one Chad's death an accidental one? Yeah, it was definitely accidental. He even said, he, uh-huh. he throws that, and he's like, what's going on? He's like, oh, it has the anaphylactic thing. And he's like, but don't worry, he should be fine. And then he falls oh, out yeah, of the window. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I did like that. So. Yeah. No, All right. That was, that was great. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, this movie is a little bit uh, just, a, again, it's a good movie. It's a solid movie, but um, it, it does what it does very well and not much else. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Uh, any, I guess any final thoughts then on Tucker and Dale versus evil? I would say definitely watch it. Like if you haven't, if you haven't watched it, it's, it's definitely worth a watch. It's a fun movie. Um, it's, you know, part of the reason we're not talking too much about it is because like, it's, you know, it's inoffensive in a lot, in a lot of ways. Um, but not in a way that I think it's being, um, it's not being too cautious. It's not, it's not inoffensive in a boring way. It's just like, it's a, it's a great kind of, Fun watch. I'm trying to think of to liken it to. I don't know what I would consider it similar to. Um, maybe like I almost want to say Moana, <laughs> not just because <laughs> it has a narrative through line, and they're like you know it just goes from one place to the other. Um, and I don't know, even though the cast are a cast of bodies, it doesn't feel like people are just dying. Like I think it's part of the unique setup of it. It doesn't feel like a Friday Thirteenth movie slasher. Um, I I just think it's a very unique film that like yeah I don't know what I could relate it to other than Cabin in the Woods but I think that's that that is a not quite accurate relationship. Yeah, it, it definitely kind of leans and it doesn't lean as hard into the meta commentary, but th- there is an aspect of meta commentary in there. Like it knows it's a horror movie, but at the same time kind of tries to subvert those tropes. So yeah, yeah, cool. Uh, yeah, definitely check it out. I don't believe it's no longer on. I don't believe it's on Netflix anymore, but I'm sure it's on some streaming service. Oh yeah, it's it's free on Vudu and um, Pluto TV, so you can watch it for free with ads. That's what I did. I watched it on Vudu free. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's it's out there. It's um, yeah, de- especially with, with that in mind, definitely worth watching. Yep, definitely sounds good. All right, cool. Uh, well, coming on up in news, uh, next episode will definitely be Battle Royale. We'll kind of get into that one, and I believe that one's going to be. Uh, Quite a long discussion on that one because we do have a lot of stuff to say with that. I, I personally have a huge history with that movie, and I think you do too, Andrew. You said you read the books and the manga and everything like that. Oh, yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, so we'll definitely kind of work on that one. Uh, we did release a special episode on Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, so if you have not checked that out, make sure to go on back and check that out too. If you're interested in Marvel, if you're not, don't. I'm <laughs> not your mom. You can do what you want. <laughs> That's fine. 
Wow, you're uh, not yeah. mom. Rude. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, but other than that, uh, thank you so much to our opening theme song. That lady is Teddy's Atlas with the horror movie, uh, the, the song horror movie story. You can get them off the album Children of the Corn. They are good, good Canadian boys. Uh, yeah. And for the rest of you, stay groovy. Bye.